A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the Baz Luhrmann of this podcast. Okay. Camp. First of all, also Lerman, Lersman. I mean, oh. hey, here we go. So many, so many connections. Um, Damn, Scott needs to go on that genealogy uh, television show. <laughs> Trace it all back to Boz. It always comes back to Boz. Yes, you, Lisa, you, this is even, I think, what prompted the sunscreen episode was because you teased at the end about Boz Lerman. And I was like, what? What? It's this, he did the sun. I've, I looked up nothing too. I didn't want to spoiler alert myself. He did the sunscreen, sunscreen song. it's a it's um i think it's a i'm not exactly sure but i believe it's a graduation speech that somebody adapted into a song that he gave the he gave the speech yeah um so those are like his words 
and then somebody put like music behind it. Wow. Yes. Well, this okay. was this was OK for the for the children out there. The everybody's free to wear sunscreen song, a.k.a. more slam poetry, if right. you will, a.k.a. graduation speech was okay. almost chain mail level of viral. I don't even know how this like entered our who who launched this. How did this enter our lives? Where did this come from? It's almost folkloric in a way of like how this it must have been a Kazaa, you know, Napster sort of situation. This is like shit you should care about from when we were young. (laughs) Where it's like they're they're posting like a graduation speech from a like a disabled woman or something that's super like inspirational today. But for us, it was this song that like I feel like got played on the radio it, it did get played on the radio did yeah get on the and radio. like it was definitely um just a bunch of advice it's a bunch of advice by from Baz Luhrmann about how to how to like make your life happier I guess and they're all like good advice things that with some like weird uh like non sequiturs thrown in as well so I looked up the Wikipedia because I wanted to confirm who this was written by. And it's often attributed to Kurt Vonnegut, but that is incorrect. Of course, that makes sense in the folklore as well, because I feel like yes. teenage children of this time would be like, oh, it's Vonnegut, dude. You didn't know I mean, that. I He's mean, talking about sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, uh, which I mean, doesn't uh, it's believable, very believable to me, but actually is based on a hypothetical commencement speech by columnist Mary Schmick. Okay. Originally published in June of 1997. Oh, I have my ephemeris. I'm looking. I'm looking this up. Pull it up. Um, because I've been deep in the ephemeris for this sunscreen episode. (laughs) Um, (laughs) looking up a lot of transits. Uh, okay. But the song, which Mm -hmm. incidentally reached number one in Ireland and the UK. (laughs) Okay. This taste taste makers also of that time because like I feel like that. Like there were so many things that were popular in that because what, what year is this? 97, 98, 99 era or the songs 99. This is like tub thumping. This is right. very weird UK inspired stuff. And I say weird in the best of ways. It's stuff that wouldn't take off in the US organically. I would just right. say we had to be in. We're still in a very UK um, Brit pop, Brit pop, Brit rock. Mm-hmm. Spice Girls are are about to pop off or have already. I believe have popped off at this point. This song was released in 1997. Oh, yeah, that's Um, okay. Well, they really, you know, fun fact about the Spice Girls. They truly as a five some only existed for like a calendar year. Right. It was really short and they released like two albums and a movie and like a fuck ton of merch and a PlayStation game. Okay, we're at we're at this. They had a PlayStation game. I didn't okay. know that you got to watch there on YouTube. There are walkthroughs like, you know, people playing them and showing yeah. you you don't really do much. It's a little bit like playing DDR, but you're not really you're making the character do DDR okay. type dance moves. They all look like busted ass brat dolls. It looks very cool. And they yeah, they just dance to their songs. That's the good thing about dating a nerd is that he'll be like, do you want to watch the watch? walkthrough of Spice Girls PlayStation game. I'm like, hell yeah, yes. brother. I'm going to clean this bong and put that thing on. Put that thing on. Put that thing on me. That's awesome. What was happening at this 
era. Okay, so he, you know, Baz Luhrmann recorded his, this. Recorded also, a, his natal chart is. I need to see that. Bananas. Okay, he has a grand trine, a grand cross, and a rectangle. I was looking up Baz Luhrmann's chart because I was looking at Elvis's mm, the, right. the Elvis movie release in prep for that. Um, I had this whole thing where I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about all of this. And then Roe v. Wade got overturned and I was like, we got to scrap this uh, uh, Elvis, <laughs> Elvis, Elvis junk. Um, well, but- wouldn't that have been great if the only big news that day was Elvis just going, shaking that <laughs> pelvis is- all over the box off. <laughs> but Baz Luhrmann and Elvis and Elvis star Austin Butler, all three Saturn and Aquarius, all oh. in a Saturn return. Uh, Baz Luhrmann released his first film during his first Saturn return. This is now a second Saturn return for him. And then Elvis, almost exact, a third Saturn return for him with this release of his movie. And he has a bunch of stuff on the degree of U.S. Pluto return, too, which I think is interesting of us kind of doing a a real revisionist history sort of thing of revisiting uh, our cultural figures and what does that mean for us now and how are we kind of proceeding forward contending with those people's places in history mm-hmm. um and yeah Bezlerman does I also thought it was super interesting his like uh I'm trying to find because I have a whole like bookmark of all of these of his chart <laughs> like uh yeah, yeah and I think we talked about this in some astrology medium before but I feel like a lot of po- dead celebs do usually get some sort of revamp during their posthumous Saturn return. I think all the Princess Diana stuff I know was coming out during her, you know, like right around her like exact Saturn return too. So for anyone trying to do trend reports, you could look up what famous celebrities died in their Saturn signs and time it out for these upcoming Pisces and Aries and Taurus shit. And yeah, you know, get on that pitch schedule for execs and be like, look, honey, we know what the kids want. And it's, celebrities who are dead who are having their Saturn return Ooh, he has this Pluto and Virgo at 10 degrees of Virgo which is actually kind of a sunscreen degree <laughs> you'll see you'll see in my, oh, actually in it, my research teaser <laughs> it is north a, node in Leo Julia's putting sunscreen. her fingers together like uh like an evil genius yeah. right now in yeah. my sunscreen research. in my sunscreen research no but he does have i'm i see this rectangle i see the grand trine i love that he has this neptune venus conjunction in scorpio because i think so much of his work is kind of about like gr- the grotesque side of like theatrical presentation in a lot of his movies he has these kind of like under under the chin shots, these really like mm. intense close ups, these juxtapositions. I'm thinking specifically of the movie Strictly Ballroom, but these kind of like really like harshly lit people wearing too much makeup. And and mm-hmm. even in like Romeo and Juliet, too, how there's like those I don't know, we're seeing we're seeing this kind of um, high status people as real grotesque and then the lower status people as more, you know, natural and and attractive whatever. And that's, that's so Scorpio Neptune to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think everything is beautiful and too close also at the same mm-hmm. time. It's like, you're seeing the pores, you're seeing the sweat. It's moving quickly. It feels it, he hyper-focuses you in to whatever you're watching and it makes it even feel more intimate, even if it's just someone, 
you know, entering a room or talking. I still need to see Elvis, you know, problematic, king, problematic king. I have straight up been trying to see Elvis every day for the last three weeks. I, I will eventually see it. It, looks I, crazy it might dumb. be at home that I see it. I I love I'm a big Moulin Rouge fan. And, you know, I I'll sing all the duets, both sides, you know, just really here clean in my house. Um, and I don't know, I, I do think that his he is uh, someone that I think his work like it might be a little heavy handed, but at least there is like a message or theme usually with what he does. And I like that because I, I am dumb, but I like to feel smart. Like I figured it out, like unlike some movies where I'm like, oh, I have to like look deeply at this and like look at myself to kind of see um, what this is about. And that that makes me feel stupid. Um, so I do appreciate Baz. And I do think that he, you know, he uses music and all of those like pop pop songs and pop artists and stuff in a way that I find really fun. And I know people don't necessarily like, but that's again, that, that the Neptune thing. And I don't know, mm-hmm. he has this water trying that to me is very musical and pop and fun. And his whole thing. I love it with this, the rectangle and the try and the grand trying too of his whole thing being, which he says in Moulin Rouge, but also is in at the beginning of Elvis. I don't know if he's put this in other movies, but he, his like, personal credo is also this like truth, beauty and love. And I think that that is very he's got Jupiter and Pisces conjunct Chiron, which I also think fits with these things. But also those I love what you're saying about the easy to understand kind of like it's clear what we're doing. And I think that he uses popular music so you can connect to things. And it is these retelling of classic stories in a way that you you can relate them to your life because these are um, common themes that we have dealt with throughout time that are are present in all stories that kind of deal with those essentials, but in these new packages. Uh, it was interesting. I didn't think I was going to like Elvis as much as I did. And it was interesting. One, I love whenever there's a full theater um, because that happens so rarely now as someone who goes to the movies often. you it's It's not often that you get a real old school like Friday night, we're all going out to the movies kind of energy. Um, But it was actually really fun hearing young people after the movie talking about Elvis and going like, I had no idea that was an Elvis song. There were so many songs. There were so many things. And I do think without spoiling anything, which I don't know if you can really like spoil a historical (laughs) (laughs) figure um, movie, I do think that we as a society do have to as problematic as Elvis is, he still is a cultural figure. And how do we deal with people that like, while we know that their rise to fame or their place in history um, belies like a, you know, a denial of a whole portion of history, it doesn't mean that they aren't still culturally relevant or that we, that like there isn't stuff to be learned about ourselves by examining these people. And like, I don't know. It just, it, it, it was interesting. I think everybody should see it. Well, he's, I mean, Elvis is a pop. It's like Marilyn Monroe. It's just stuff that has been, it's a pop culture thing. And I think I've, 
Elvis also too. It's interesting thinking of, I wonder what the astrology of him, I feel like I looked this up because there was this, there's this thing on Netflix. That's like, uh, like a concert recording of his. And I think a lot of people know him for like seventies, fat, sweaty, <laughs> you know, uh, leading more into druggy type Elvis time. And of course he, I don't know. He had so many eras and even in this era where he was supposed to sort of be seen as this, Oh, right. Yeah. He's super cap, <laughs> like an, uh, truly the daddy, just like, like, and the Sag rising too is I just, know the hips. Come on. I, I know. And then just the Jupiter, like the Jupiter of it all on oh, the sleeper marks. Okay. But just, just seeing this, like, you know, it was kind of made this joke, but then I'm watching this concert footage that's on Netflix. I'm sorry. I can't remember what it's called. If you search Elvis, it will come up. And if you're interested in, in just echoing, I am aware that, you know, pop culture and, and bands like the Beatles and Elvis are white <laughs> and we, you know, we have uplisted white art, you know, this entire history of being a, being a society. And, but Elvis did have this history that is noted and recorded and Grace said and all this shit. And just watching him perform, I'm like, damn, he's like a weird guy. Like just watching oh, yeah. him, especially for and, then. Yeah. Especially for then. And he's, he's making out with, Everybody, Dude, that it is was kind of cool. It's <laughs> the craziest sure. thing to me. No spoilers, but Elvis Presley straight up kissed on the mouth audience members every night at his Vegas show. And I was like, that's insane. And also, I understand why people like lost their minds for Elvis. If you mm -hmm. knew the guy that you, were gonna that get you went to see, he was going to straight up mouth kiss you. I mean, <laughs> or could. Or could. It's like, no, he will. Like uh, every concert, you're there is that level of like, maybe I'll be outside in the rain or whatever yeah. after the show. And, but it, you know that it's not like gonna happen on stage. Garen fucking teed. <laughs> he's walking the showroom. He's kissing your girl on the mouth in front yeah, of your face. A hundred percent in the fifties. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's uh, nuts. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I was just like, I'm I was just surprised how like cool he like his stage swagger. He was cool. Like he yeah, was, like sure. and a you know. Well, how cool I haven't seen the movie yet. I don't know really much of him in his personal life. I know there's things, but at least watching him as an artist, I was like, yeah, this guy, I mean, these outfits, the energy. I forget. I'm like technically I have like technically have an Elvis tattoo. I always forget because my grandpa always wore taking care of business as in his chest hair, which and this also necklace, which is the, ca the, the Capricorn. Capricorn of it all. Yeah, Come on. I know. And also, I forget. I'll try to find this. It might be buried, but. I have this because since I, I was assigned two things to like as a child, which was Elvis and Betty Boop. I'm sure I've discussed my, discussed my Betty Boopness. I related more to this, even though I was like, what is this vintage cartoon I'm being assigned as a child? I was also assigned uh, like Campbell's chicken noodle soup. I was, it's very Warhol of it all, like pop culture iconic mm -hmm. figures. Yeah, like yeah. I always got gifted chicken noodle soup, canned things, like ornaments. But I remember for my fifth birthday, my grandparents, because my grandpa had an Elvis basement. He, he, you walk down and it was like an Elvis figurine starts playing. It was like booby trap too. Like so you push something and another Elvis thing started playing. You go in a shower. There's a full to height cutout cardboard. A little bit obsessive with Elvis over in this household. But my first kiss, what, as my family likes to say, is this Elvis impersonator my family hired to sing and perform at my fifth birthday? And there's a Polaroid 
of oh it. Oh my gosh. That says her first kiss. And he's kissing me on the <laughs> oh cheek. Oh my gosh. But still, it was in that. I didn't realize. I'm like, oh, because he kissed everybody. I didn't even know. I was just like, I have to get a kiss now. And it's me with like a bowl cut, just like, meh, like getting a little. I have a Polaroid of it somewhere. I will try to find it and post it on the stories. That's so crazy. I also think it's so <laughs> weird talking about astrology and cycles and stuff, how like something that we today consider like so old, like like that is like Elvis, like that is old. And, and you know, mm-hmm. there's older stuff. I'm not saying it's the oldest thing alive, but that it used to be so forward thinking that conservative people like didn't want him played in places or mm-hmm. whatever where it like pushed the envelope so much for the time that it was around to now be considered like completely antiquated and like just corny and you hear it at like weddings only kind of um i just think it's so interesting how those things cycle around and we've had you know i think in in our like teenage years there was that like junkie xl remix that got like mm-hmm. popular there have been oh, like right that resurface with it but i just think like Generally speaking, it's such an interesting it's just so interesting how that happened. I mean, obviously, you know, it'll happen to all of our music, too. I'm not like, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, well, I think Elvis is just one of those people, you know, his look, but might not know his music because Mm -hmm. a lot of his music that is the number one music kind of sucks because it's like the most popular versions of stuff. And it's like a little corny. And then you hear some other shit and you're like, oh, there's some like really iconic, really good music in this well, mix. What I think is interesting too, though, is that it's like, it's his voice. Elvis didn't write any of the songs. Yeah, yeah. He just is no, like he the stole performer. Them, He's which, the, yeah. well, I mean, but yeah. I mean, the like the essence, the image, all totally. of these sorts that, of things. All the, are the, being the performer is still a big part mm-hmm. of, you know, something. I also, this is back to Baz Luhrmann, but I've been watching the Princess Diaries um, movies and I saw his name on the credits, but I can't find it anywhere in IMDb. Th- those movies are so fucking weird. The Princess Diaries? Like yeah. Anne Hathaway Princess <laughs> yeah. Diaries? Okay. I, I remember loving those movies and like I watched them and I'm like, this is so weird. She's falling <laughs> in love with the um, guy who's going to steal the crown from her. That means they're related. Oh, that's very strange and never addressed. Well, maybe it's things never are said. different in Genovia. I don't know. It's, <laughs> never, it's never said that things are different. And it's never said like a long lost distant cousin or it's never right. said like it's very strange. I don't know. Anyway, that was more of a Baz Luhrmann and my own personal life thing. But what happens yeah. in Genovia stays <laughs> in Genovia. <Yeah. laughs> the Genovians. The Genovians are just do a little bit they're, different, you know, they're Genovians not like us <laughs> wear sunscreen. I'm looking at the wear sunscreen speech, too. And it's I, I can see how this took the world by storm because it's like live in New York City once, but leave before it makes you hard. Live in Northern California once, but leave before it makes you soft. It's so it's. It's so paradoxical and it's twisty very, and turvy and all that. Shit. It's very neolib. Uh, oh, well, yeah, there's the word. That's that's what it, that's what it is. Don't read beauty magazines. They'll only make you feel ugly. And it's like, OK, bitch, back the fuck up. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> very not, not, unch- not untrue, but not untrue, not untrue. Well, in, in 99, actually, factually correct. Yeah, that's, uh, I love but uh, you guys, 
sunscreen, sunscreen. sunscreen. Surprisingly, Rick, we jokingly teased we would do an episode on it. And then some of y'all reached out and were like, please do. And I was like, OK, okay. <laughs> we can we can talk about anything, including sunscreen, which I do love sunscreen. I think I have I, I have sunscreen everywhere. I keep so many mini bottles. It's just sunscreen and chapstick. It's in every drawer. It's in every purse. It's in. I have it everywhere. I don't. I don't leave home without it. And in my home, it's surrounding me and overtaking my life. So I'm very, very passionate about sunscreen. Have you guys seen? I've never seen these pictures because my dumb brain also has been like, "Does this shit actually work?" And then I'm looking at these UV pictures of sunscreen oh, yeah. in this research of it working and i'm like oh that's a scared straight moment for me i truly am a dumb bitch where i'm like i guess i'll put this on and i'm assuming this is working but i have no idea the technology of how or why then i see that it's blocking uv rays because duh like that's the whole pitch and now i'm seeing it under the uv light and it is startling the thing that came up the most for me as far as like astrology goes with sunscreen is that to me, I was thinking, like, what's the opposite of the sun? And so I'm like, I guess like Aquarius and like Uranus stuff. And so to me, it's like it's such a technological advancement. And I think there is some kind of like obviously there's a medical nature to it, which I think also can fall in that 11th and 12th houses. And like, I think I just find it very like even the way those pictures look where it's like. uh it looks like they're wearing nothing. But then when you have the light on it, it looks like their face is completely covered or like they're wearing blackface or something. It's very yeah. trigger strange. warning. If you don't know the context, it does look like these white people are doing blackface when you shine the UV light, UV ray light because it's it that depends blocking. on the kind of picture. Some of them are blue or like it doesn't mm-hmm. look as. Yeah, but some or of them you'll see really the drawing do. too. like yeah. they draw the sun on the back and you see which parts are covered and which aren't It's pretty shocking. I got one of those UV pictures way too early and I do feel like it messed me up. Like there was a, uh, what was this? I'm trying to think of what, kind, like a, not a convention. It was like a community convention. I guess it was, but they had like a, not for this picture, but one of the booths at an event that we danced at, mm-hmm. um, was like, get a picture and see what the sun damages on your face. And I was probably oh 13. And no. I'm like, uh, yeah, I want to see this. And it was shocking. Even at 13, even like, at 13, that's like a low. Yeah. Well, I've, I've told you the new iPhone cameras are basically UV cameras <laughs> to me. Like I'm seeing way too much that you shouldn't see. I'm sorry, Lisa. I think I cut you off. Oh, no, I, w- I had finished my thought. It was just that I think it's like kind of Aquarian or Uranian, just the idea of like, you know, the technology behind it. And like, I also think that, um, you know, it's such a, everybody has like such different needs with sunscreen. So I'm excited to see like, Stevie, when you say you have sunscreen everywhere, is it the same brand that you keep in every, or do you buy a little new ones to try different ones or you have a first one or like Mm -hmm. one that you keep with your makeup? I have so many different ones. So I just, I didn't know. I wanted to see what you guys are up to. Yeah. And I have some astro thoughts, but I'll come back to some product drops for a second. Uh, I have landed on a go-to everyday face sunscreen. That is the Cosrx sun cream with aloe SPF 50. That's just like 
it's the one I found that's a good everyday where it's not too fucking with my face in a heavy way or like too oily or too thick. I know. And please, if anyone's a sunscreen expert, get at us in this episode. I know we're supposed to be wearing like zinc barrier, obviously re-friendly, all those things. I believe everything I'm using is fairly kind to the planet, but who fuck? I'm sure they're all owned by Walmart and we don't know the truth. So please feel free to correct me. I do use the 110 SBF Neutrogena on like a beach day on the face. That is like a thick white cream and I just go for it and really block. And then I use like Alba spray or or like, is it organic, organic coconut, whatever the fuck spray. The only reason I use a spray is because I'm usually like doing this all by myself. Otherwise, if I if I was like the beach and then I might use like a more zinc thick, you help me rub my back because I'm putting this on this shit on every day. I'm usually using some sort of spray and I do like the super goop. I was on super goop for a while. I know that's very popular. Just it's pretty expensive. Is it really the only I have heard rumor has it that Trader Joe's just put out a super goop. A dupe? Dupe. Yes. A super dupe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just I'm ne- breaking news. It just happened I, like four days ago. I have used their sunscreen a lot in the past, and I will say they do have a lot of recalls on it. So <laughs> yeah, I, um, I so. like the feel, but I was I swear to God, I was getting more freckles. And I then that prompted a new search, which I'm not sure how I got into Coserex. Co- sun cream, but that's where I landed. But I do like the velvet. I have and to answer your question. I have twelve hundred half bottles of sunscreen under my bathroom sink right now. And I oh, just same. kind of like match and go as I go because I do try different stuff. I am try usually looking for these phrases of like organic actually soaks in, not going to leave a white cast, all that shit. And I know people have sun bum or whatever that one is with the monkey on it. Yeah. That's like the coconut guy. Did I tell you guys about how I got attacked by bees wearing that coconut cream? No, but I don't like the hair thing. So please go on. (laughs) And this is not if you're from Sunbum, prove me wrong. I don't think maybe it wasn't this. Maybe it was something else I was wearing. I doubt it. But I was in heading to Big Bear. I was we me and Pablo camped at this plate like like Silverwood Lake Reservoir or something on our way to Big Bear. I just bought some bum like two days ago. I've been hearing all these great things. Oh, cool. It's coconut. And I don't even like coconut flavor. So I was really taking a swing here. And I covered all my shit in the sun bum. And then I'm just attacked by Ed. There's no other way to say it. I was just attacked by bees like four seconds later. They were just charging all over me. I had to run into the water. It was I don't know if you've ever seen that like Lifetime horror movie about the bees attacking the family. Like, I felt like I had to be in the bathtub with like a straw. Like underneath the surface, every time I came up from the water, they would come. I had to throw my straw hat like 600 yards away and just be like, get away from me. I was like using a frisbee to protect myself. And then I was just trying to like scrub, 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 like in the lake water to get this fucking sunscreen off of me. These bees now was were these bees would have been any sunscreen I wore. Would they have attacked me? I don't know. But something they were like, they were all like along the rim of my fucking hat and they were attacking Pablo, too. And he was wearing that shit. So I don't know if there's something in there that attracts bees and I have had friends use it and I've politely been like, look, I'm not trying to be a horror movie, you know, fear monger here. I did have a bee incident with this sunscreen and they go, what? And I'm like, just a just a heads up. 
I don't want to, I don't want to scare, but if that, if you're allergic, I, I wouldn't take that risk is what I'm saying. I'd want to know. I'd want to know. I use their, <laughs> I use their, um, after swim or whatever spray and it's, it, it the smell is too strong. Uh, people all the time are like, are you showering right now? And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I just, they're like, are you putting on perfume? I'm like, no, it's just leaving conditioner. And they're like, oh, smells good. I'm like, oh, you're across the pool, but okay. This sunscreen did have a strong, it's really strong fragrance. Smell. And I am now looking for more neutrals, but hey, look, I give things a shot. I gave it a try. Oh yeah. And there was like, also, I was on a real different hunt after that. That was the big sunscreen recall at list last year mm-hmm. in 2021. Mm-hmm. I remember and it was every fucking sunscreen. Um, what about you guys? <laughs> I'm a unseen for face. That's the one that I'm mm-hmm. on now. Super goop. Super goop. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. It is it is a little pricey, and I think in my that fucking that drawer been, right here. Boom. Pull it has out. been a hurdle because sunscreen is the thing that I struggle with the most, and I do attribute this to uh several placements, and I'll ask you guys what you think too of like where this thing is. But I think like protection was the word that came up for me where I was like, oh, I fe- there is a part of me that goes like, nah, get put yourself out in the elements like you don't don't protect yourself or whatever or just staying <laughs> out of the sun, um, which is another one, <laughs> too, but uh, unseen for face. And then I've recently been better about having sunscreen on me. I had a little unseen in my bag forever, like on the go. Um, and then I'll just keep just like. I know it's not the best, but a copper tone sport, oh, yeah. banana boat sport kind of one is there. I also have things with like, it's what you're talking about. The asking of people to help put something on to get your back. The like, mm-hmm. there's something about lotion to me too. That is like, I, I, I don't refuse, but I notice that it is a thing that I deny myself often um, because it makes me feel bad where I'm like, you shouldn't have to be using this much lotion. Like there's gotta Mm. be someone, uh, like this is you're using too much. This is taking too long. And I can't tell if it's an impatience thing or, uh, uh, just like self denial kind of thing, but anything that feels like, I don't know, protective, nourishing, softening, uh, all of those things. I just kind of have an instinctive, like, you don't need it. Even like regular lotion, even regular lotion, like non sunscreen. Do you like oils? I don't like anything that I have to put on my whole body. My face, Mm. I'm covered. My face, I'm great at. I'm very good at that because I'm vain as hell. Um, But for some reason, the body stuff just gets me. But I also know that I like get sunburned for sure. And I've been better about being like, this isn't just like a, ow, this is going to hurt. This is also skin cancer and, uh, you know, UV, UVB, UVA, all of these kinds of things, uh, too. So I'm definitely better about it. Um, but unseen, unseen, and then just sport stuff for outside. Sweat resistant, waterproof. Yeah. Those are the keywords I also try to look for. I'm good at reapplying. I'm good at, I think that's been another thing too, of like going on, you know, whenever there's someone who doesn't need it too. I go like, oh, well, if they're not putting it on, it's it's one of those things that feels like you're being dramatic or needy or something. And I don't think everybody feels this way, but it's definitely a neurosis of, of mine where I'm like, oh, they're not putting more on. Am I being 
weak? Am I being a baby? Mm. Am I being overly protective? Because my mom also will be like, you know, not rubbing this shit in all over sunscreen everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, there's gotta be a, there's gotta be a better way. <laughs> well, I'll be, I will be putting sunscreen on you. I yeah. I'm like, I bring sunscreen around and, and, and I've also seen my, like the one thing my dad told me growing up, he's like, don't be like me. I only use baby oil. And I was like, I can tell dude. My, like my, this mom, is, my family can, says the same thing. I can fucking tell dude so you know and fun fact cold weather climate bitches have usually a lot of higher skin cancer chances because they're like it's cold out i don't need to protect myself from the uv rays guess what you You do do. and you don't because you're not hot and heat like here i feel like i use sunscreen way more moving to california because i can feel i am in the sun but you're supposed to use it inside do like the light coming in mm-hmm. from the windows. I forget about too, like, cause I go like, well, I'm not outside, but I'm like, you're in your car every day. The car, not, like, what are you talking about? That reminds about? me. I need to buy gloves and I need to buy the big face shield. I think I'm at, I'm ready for that. Just do next it. Phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm adding to car. That right is now. another one too, where I'm like, I've, I've gotten better at bringing a hat, wearing a hat, like non non-physical sunscreen look i'm just i'm just that i can finally be confident i have a water bottle with me so you know (laughs) we're getting there we're working this is not we're all works in progress thank you what's your tell us about your sunscreen you know i swim and so my needs change a lot i i've tried them all i've i like them all i use them all i have For sure, always in my swim bag, there is just like a classic Neutrogena. It probably has something on it that says like, won't clog your pores or whatever, even though it still does. And it's probably 50 or more. And that's just going to always be in my swim bag in my car. Um, I love Biore. I do not know what is in it. I don't know what kind of sunscreen like I don't know if it's reef safe I don't know if it's like good for you I'm not sure it feels like it it says it's water-based or watery or something which makes me feel like it like you could put it on under makeup it doesn't leave a like a white cast on your face um so that's definitely the one I would recommend it's also really really like it I feel like it's a good price for what you get um I also use this. My mom gave me this. If you think the super goop's expensive, just wait until you check out the prices on this one because yeah. it's a tiny little bottle, but I do like it. It is a sunscreen moisturizer and it says it's anti-wrinkle. I don't know what that means. I feel like sunscreen is in general, so you could just put that on anything. It's called hydropeptide. I really like the way it feels. My mom says that she works out in it. I can't. I do think it runs into your eyes. So, you know, it's definitely more of an under makeup thing for me. Whereas like the Bure, I feel like I can swim in Mm -hmm. um, and not end up like tearing at the eyes. I do think that a lot of those sprays get in your eyes and like my eyes are super sensitive too. So like I'm here, the chlorine's already a lot. We're getting stuff in it. I'm have I have goggles on stuff's getting like rubbed in there. Um, so I'm definitely sensitive in that way. The sprays I save for mainly like my back 
and back of the legs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes like chest and shoulders if I'm feeling lazy, but I'm 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 working more on doing creams there. Um, and then I love the CeraVe, the CeraVe, the um, the zinc one. I like that, but it does leave a the zinc ones. I think are the ones that more leave the white cast on you. And I don't mind. I'll be the I'll be the you know. I'll have it. I have pictures of me that's just it's gooped. You can see like there's sunscreen all over her face. I don't mind what Scott's like. You look like you're wearing white face. I'm like, I don't care. I, I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather that than lobster, you know, so mm-hmm. um, it's, it's true. I mean, sometimes if it's a if it's a heavy UV outdoor a long time, you you can either keep reapplying the weak stuff or you can really put that barrier between you and the motherfucking sun. And the zinc, zinc, like that, that old school lifeguard zinc is not what I'm like talking about, though. I do think that works as well. I've just never used it. The CeraVe one definitely blends more into your skin than that. Mm-hmm. But they've come um, a long way. Like, it's not just that thick, thick blockage now. Totally. And I love the smell of Hawaiian Tropic and all those ones mm. that are probably really bad for the environment. So but I have a bottle, I'm sure somewhere. Oh, my God. That reminds me. I love a tanning oil. <laughs> Me too. Guys, they smell so good. Did you? Did y'all hit the beds back in the no. sunscreen heyday? <laughs> I did once or sunscreen twice. Songs. Yeah, I had the Playboy symbol outlined on my. Oh, I like the stickers. <laughs> I forgot about doing yeah, the, the stickers. Sticker. Were epic. And I used to have a gym membership in Chicago that also came with like a little bit of, like the they gave bed. it three tanning sessions and. In that winter time, you know, yeah, there's just for like a little bit of that sensation. But I cannot if anyone has the lead on this, I cannot find this in the US anymore. My dear friend got me this again in Spain and I've yet to find it. But there's this 30 SPF oil spray called Clarins, C-L-A-R-I-N-S. And that, oh, it just makes your skin look good. It's a it's a tanning oil, but SPF 30 for a tanning oil is like pretty. Pretty, pretty good. good because a lot of those oils are usually like two or like zero or nothing at all. It smells good. And I can't find that shit at all in the US. I used to be able to buy it. Don't know where it went. He bought me some from Spain. I don't know where it went. And if it got recalled, also, please let me know because I do still have a a bottle there. But Clarins, that tanning oil, I really like. A lot. I remember that brand, too. Yeah, it was it had a familiar and had a familiarness. But do y'all know about how sunscreen like where sunscreen came from? No. Oh, yeah, I, did. I don't. OK, I, did I was going to say because you said the Vir- <laughs> you said the Virgo ness. And I was like, I know what she's on to because I know I know about I found it. We probably found the same thing. There's a really good if you Google who invented sunscreen, the SEO of this one guy clearly comes up to the top. I wouldn't say from my research that he invented sunscreen. He did invent the SPF system, but it was, it was invented by some guy named H.A. <laughs> Milton Blake in 1932 in Australia. He kind of invented the first iteration of a sunscreen. It moved on into L'Oreal kind of was like the first main brand that sort of pumped out, pumped out a sunscreen. I have I have conflicting data. Go on. Let's My data it. is about a man named Franz Greider. That's who comes up in the SEO. Yes. I as, was like, he's the main guy is coming up with the first. His first cream was a SPF two. 
He um, made the SPF system too. Yeah, it was like, but went on to, um, yeah, do the concept of SPF protection from UVA, UVB, and water resistance. Also, um, did something else to just like biophysiology and all of these kinds of things. But his, I could not find dates for him. Uh, for his for a birth chart, we have December 1919 is when he was born. So I did pull out my ephemeris to see outer planets because those are the only ones that we can say confidently. So I don't know if he is a Sag or a Capricorn. He did love mountain climbing, which is where this came. Yes, where this idea that. came up with, which I feel like can kind of go either way. And mm-hmm. there was one thing that I read about him that I mean, also. We're going to probably have no, actually, we're not. I was like, because I remember looking, he definitely would have had a Mercury in Sag no matter when he was born in in December. So we do have some Sag in there. Um, But there was a quote that described him as a most unusual combination of successful businessman and superb scientist. Again, I feel like that could kind of go anywhere. But whenever there's combination has given me mutable, mutable Mm -hmm. vibes. Um, But he would have had. A Mars and Libra, as we know, Libra rules the skin. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like Mars also rules burns. So mm-hmm. we're having kind of this, this theme here. Um, Jupiter and Leo. Leo, the sun. Um, Saturn and Virgo at 11 degrees, varying minutes there. But in the whole month of December 1919, he would have had Saturn and Virgo. Um, Uranus and Aquarius and Neptune and Leo. Mm-hmm. Um at 11 degrees too, which is going to come back. But I feel like already we've got a, a, you know, a debilitated Mars, Mars in the skin, these burns. He came up with the idea after getting burnt on a mountain, uh, like excursion when, uh, Neptune was in Virgo, which I also feel like, uh, this was in 1938 when he comes up with this idea for the cream, uh, Pluto was in Leo in this year, too. So we're going to have this kind of repeating. And also, if there's something about Neptune in Virgo to me of that, like Neptune ruling screens, we're talking about sunscreen and Neptune in Virgo being debilitated also of this being kind of like the lack of screen, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like the Virgo also Earth and kind of like synthesis and things like that, of that being kind of like an earth reaction to what happens, you know, when we're not uh, protected. Uh, but in 1946, this first sunscreen goes to market, at which point Pluto is at 11 degrees of uh, Leo and Neptune moves into Libra, which was, so he would have had a Neptune-Pluto conjunction, he would have also had a Neptune, I mean, a Pluto, yeah, a Pluto-Natal Neptune and a Neptune-Mars conjunction at some point too, kind of coming up with this screen, uh, like, invention uh, sort of thing. And then later, when he introduces the concept of SPF and UVB, UVA, water resistance, Neptune's still in Virgo, which also felt kind of water resistant to me, too, Mm -hmm. thinking of it being... being uh, in domicile in Pisces, in detriment in Virgo, kind of this lack of water, Um, at which point Pluto moves into Virgo. So we're also having this like Saturn-Pluto conjunction for him. Um, And also a Uranus opposition 
too, of going back to your kind of talk about Uranus and inventions and also sunscreen kind of uh, thing too, of him having this being Leo and Aquarius, the sun, the farthest from the sun um, sort of things. And then a final one where I was like, I wish I had dates, but in 1977, he went for a PhD and founded this applied physiology and did more kind of like sunscreen research, which would have been right before his second Saturn return when he would have then finished this PhD program, have this institute, this new kind of uh, level of mentorship and and second Saturn return sort of things. Um, And then in 1978, we get a, a regulation from the FDA of sunscreen when Saturn moves into Leo and Pluto into Libra. He would have also there also was a like Uranus Mars conjunction in Leo this same time. And it would have been sextile Pluto, which to me feels that like. Uh, I don't know, action, action changes, but also good. Uh, what's the word? Complementary relationship with Pluto and like law and transformation and kind of regulation. I don't know. So it all felt very uh, astrologically aligned. I think this guy isn't the first guy that made sunscreen. Right. There's L'Oreal put it out in 1936 from a French chemist named Eugene Schuler. And then this dude, H.A. Milton Blake, was developing in the late 1920s and first released the first patent for it in 1932. Hey, so we're ma- talking, talking about these big, I mean, these big outer planet stuff, too. That's what I mean, where I'm like sunscreen's in the zeitgeist at this it's, point. Yes, they're, the people are craving it. They want to it's it's in, you know, there's different hose and different area codes concocting their their shit we're also in a post-war leisure time boom where people are now able to like vacation or they're traveling and they're having more like uh not work outside time they're having fun outside time Mm -hmm. you know uh so there's a need for people to or uh desire for people to not want to be uh worn out by the sun Mm -hmm. if this if we went with the because I just had the outer planets because I couldn't find this H.A. Milton Blake guy's, you know, birth information or the exact date of release. It was just said to be in 1932 with this chemistry company. But just to kind of like reiterate some of like the big themes there, I, the one for me, because Pluto was in cancer then, which just on a literal change of cancer, like cancer yeah. innovation, not to one to one cancer to cancer. But sometimes we do that over here. And also that whole year of 1932 was Capricorn and Aquarius sat, uh, Saturn. So it was like retrograding back too. So I think that's also goes with those sort of innovative time and Aries Uranus, which also going back to like the Burns Mark sort of verification and a lot of Virgo stuff also to, that was a similar timeline of some of the stuff that you're saying too, which feels problem solving as well of like, mm-hmm. so when we go out, our skin burns. Anything yeah. we could do to protect that? Anything that would make sense for everyday operation? Um, especially because I remember I was like getting a mole checked out of my back. And also, yeah, get moles checked out, you know, take care of your skin. Skin cancer is no joke. Shit happens. But I remember the doctor was like, you know, a T-shirt only has three SPF or something. And I was like, oh, you're scaring me. Because I do think of clothes as being more protective than they are. But yeah, 1932 to 1946 seems to be the hotbed of sun cream, glacier cream, sunscreen activity. And the biggest company that we would recognize is is L'Oreal probably as putting out their kind of first thing. Didn't think you learned this over here on What's Your Time, but we contain multitudes. (laughs) 
When do you think they're going to come out with like the next sunscreen? I think. I mean, I think Good it question. could be the the What's 1938. The these last times is also a Uranus and Taurus time. Mm-hmm. So okay. I think that also we could be seeing we're also going to have a Neptune and Aries, uh, you know, not not immediately, but coming up because we're going to finish Neptune and Pisces. And so I do think having kind of, you know, with the I mean, climate change, these sorts of things of whether I don't know if it will be sunscreen necessarily, but certainly well, sun protection. What I'm thinking is because, again, I'm a dumbass. This guy whichever guy any guy whoever was working on this project you know say it's a guy on a mountain or you know in the in a <laughs> boat in the middle of a thing they thought to prevent it where i would have looked to solve the burn mm-hmm. because i'm dumb and that's what i'm like oh well i got burned and i'm sure like aloe they knew about it i'm sure or like had you know some kind of i know like tea bags work really well in taking burnout because they like naturally heat up so they take some of the like sting out of your face don't heat them up before you put them on just put them on cold i feel like i had to say that um <laughs> don't like burn yourself um don't tea bag yourself and though. i'm sure like ice and you know they i'm sure they had other ways of like managing the burn i just wonder like if we will come up with a way to take away the burn mm. and, and, and not in, yeah, not in place of preventing it, but like, I know every time I go to the beach or like go out for a whole day where it's like, you know, you're eight hours in the sun. I always end up with like, recently I had, it was one square inch and it was a perfect square. And I'm like, how, I didn't have anything there. It wasn't I don't have a swimsuit that would cover up part of it. It wasn't anything but just on my leg where I'm like, how did I miss that one square inch exactly? Mm-hmm. And so it would be nice to have a cream that I could put on that would remove the burn, even though that it's like, you know, it wasn't something where it was blistering and it wasn't something where it was super unsightly or anything. It's just uncomfortable when you get in the shower and it's steamy and that one little like spot on your leg is like sizzling, you know, it would be mm-hmm. interesting to see if we could undo, um, you know, now having more technology. Well, yeah. I mean, now if you think about the opposition of that Neptune and Pisces, I feel like we do have like lasers that take off your upper dermis and can kind of, I don't know if it's sun minded or like, you know, in that sort of sense, but maybe the future's lasers like zapping that shit away or removing that away. I don't know. I think we have come a long way. We do know a lot about the sun and its exposures. Oh, I bought a really good big hat too. I'll send this to you guys. The bigger that I I'm always looking for the widest brim hat known to man. I think the like face shield hat kind of that sort of thing also makes me think Neptune and Aries uh, like I don't know. And yeah, I mean, I could see burn burn care being being something or at least something where it's like going to help you prevent cancer or prevent like prevent the pain a little bit. I don't know something that Mm -hmm. that's what else I was thinking of, of this, like then we're going to have Pluto and Aquarius as well. And thinking of kind of like not not sentience 
the same way that we're like wearing Fitbits and these kinds of things that there might be data that would say like, oh, your skin is starting to burn Whoa. or something like, do you know what I mean? Like it would be, yes. you're overheating in this way. Here's, here's how much sun you're absorbing or information about how much sun is coming in our windows and things like mm. that, where it's like, I don't know if we ever adjusting for fully, peak times of day and all yeah, that. these kinds of things of like when, yeah, when it's safe to Damn. be outside, when it's not and measurements that way, if we're going to have that sort of innovation, dude, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make a sunscreen. This is crazy. I, this would be easy to do, but I also don't have the patience or the like money to do it. So if someone else does it great, you know, the spray bottle where it turns off and on so you can like, uh, close it or whatever, Mm -hmm. like the locking mechanism. When you, when you unlock it, it should start a timer. And then Ooh. it goes off. It beeps in your bag when it's like time to, time reapply. to reapply. Yeah, that would be such a good invention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think maybe this is the innovation. Why isn't sunscreen given out like mm-hmm. preventative health care stuff? Like it isn't just for I mean, part of it is vanity, but it also is your health and the same with um, you know, menstrual products, tampons. Yeah. yeah like sure. I think there's so much stuff that is on us as citizens to buy. And mm-hmm. also on top of that, if you could actually have a safe production that we know every sunscreen, nope, this is like, you know, country approved sunscreen. It is reef safe. You can wear this in any, you know, body of water and it is free free from the government. I know I've like, if anyone is like a hardcore conservative, they're like, no, stop, stop talking about socialism. Well, but yeah, I think, you know, our hardcore conservative. Yeah, our families. <laughs> they're well, like, yeah, Elvis rocks and new, but they lost me on the free sunscreen, but from the government, but sorry, I went Southern. That, that was rude of me, but uh, uh, I was doing a care. I was doing a true character <laughs> there, but I think that's to me, I would hope that's the next innovation because sunscreen, I think that's, I used to be there too. I used to never buy sunscreen because of because I was a broke bitch because mm-hmm. I couldn't afford to buy sunscreen because good sunscreen, unfortunately, is usually expensive. Well, and then you think about I guess that's maybe that's where this comes from of that where I'm like, I don't need soft skin. That's a luxury. That's a thing. I don't need protected skin. I need to get sun worn skin that kind of like I love this idea of like a uh, universal sunscreen <laughs> of, of subsidized. Have you ever ever been to like a new and it's usually always a place you can't afford, but like a new Pilates or yoga studio and you go in the bathroom and they have like all these products and you're like, oh, wow, they provide hair ties and tampons Mm -hmm. and like deodorant and like spray on deodorant, not like share, share deodorant or whatever else. And you're just like, I I go in there and I'm it's like I want to try everything. And but I never like put one in my bag like. It, we mm-hmm. all can coexist if we're like try, mm-hmm. trying to do our best in that kind a of dispenser situation. even a public the same way that there's like oh, a soap public dispenser sunscreen. a public sunscreen in a bathroom where you're just dabbing on your tat like whatever i think it's so silly those things like you said of someone being like oh well this is socialism and it's like you don't want to save you don't want to cut yeah, there's soap in the it. bathrooms yeah i mean that's tra- socialism yeah would you be like because that's a bathroom. public health because it's a part of yeah. health it's yeah. a public health thing and it, it's all of these things where it's like if you don't think we're paying for people being sick in some capacity whether you are directly paying for their stuff or not you're paying for it 
whatever. Like, so let's, let's have it be a thing where you go like, no, you should be aware of sun damage of skincare health. This is a thing that you should just, if you're coming outside. Yeah. If you're at a park, you're in a national, you're in a national park, you're, uh, at a public, you know, Mm -hmm. I keep saying park, but that like public restrooms, whatever (laughs) that is, but I mean, that's where you're outside in the fucking sun, man. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Why not at the beach? Why not something like that? You don't think someone forgot and is ready to do. Yeah. I love the soap analogy too. Cause it's like, yeah, you don't bring that around Mm -hmm. toilet paper. You don't, you're not expected to provide your own. Mm -hmm. I will say yet again, we've solved it. You guys, I I know it figured it out. Yeah. Welcome to Santa Monica Pier. Enjoy the complimentary sunscreen. There must Mm -hmm. be a country that does this. And if there is, please, please let us know. Um, Tell us how to get citizenship. Yeah. And that too. Marry me. (laughs) Um, I think I might share this before. Sorry if I haven't. But as a kid, too, I loved um, like pulling down my pants and like showing my (laughs) <laughs> like genitals and butt at people and me and my brother would call it sunning when we would show our <laughs> like, like instead of mooning instead of mooning so we were funny. like here we're mooning now we're sunning and to this day i love i'd had a yard recently we don't have a yard anymore but if i'd be tanning out in the yard i pull those panties to the side and get that solar solar power going and just be like get where the sun don't shine it's such a <laughs> it's such a ooh, it's such a feeling I remember tanning. I had a, in my childhood bedroom, um, I could open up the window and like crawl out onto the patio yes. cover thing. And that was always fun. Out That was like both, uh, you know, fun. Cause you're like on the roof or whatever, but yes, also very teenage just, movie. Yeah. Laying out. I loved laying out. That's, I, used I will to, say laying I out. I used to do it on the trampoline. Oh, oh yeah, that's so loved. Movie. Loved a tra- trampoline layout because you get that the, you know because it's black, all black and it, it yeah. Uh, mm. Dude, summertime trampoline is hot. So great. Look, we tanning. I can't. I don't know if I can enjoy it anymore because the. And I know this is going to make me sound conservative, but the protective thing around it makes it makes me like nervous. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to actually get hurt hitting a, a pole more than I would. Oh, like, yeah. Missing it and like biffing a little bit off the tramp. No, no I used the to net is up, weak. like parkour off the off the side. We, we all did that, as you know? kids. That yeah. was part of it was Dude. like getting on it, getting off of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or so, using the yeah, using the poles. Yeah. It's like I'll straight up hold the bars and like handstand bounce practice for. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> for bars. For sure. Uh, bring it back. Bring back those old trampolines, those ones that I really the ones that big dogs could bounce on. You know what I mean? I I remember my, a one girlfriend had like one of those sheep dogs named Socks, and he he had his ass would bounce up and down on that shit all day. Can't do that dog, with the net. Putting the dog on the tramp. Oh, oh loved wow. it. the best. I loved it. My the dog best wouldn't. is wet trampoline. Whoa, because then Hell it's yeah. like you're getting wet, but also it weighs it down. And so then you like go. Robot. Can we go to a trampoline park? I was just I'm so down. I want to go. I've been afraid, but I feel like my I think I can still of, do tricks and shit too, for sure. I'm sure you can. I can't sure do any tricks, but I will warn you, you know what's gonna be sore? Your fucking shoulders. Because you're gonna oh, be yeah. wee. Oh yeah. Wee up and down. And your those blades are well, I'll be doing front sore. handsprings. So oh, yeah. I was like, my I'm shit straight will up sore. I'm straight mm. up tumble tracking. Whoa. I can do some herkies, but I'll do some herkies with you. Just a herky or two. All right. Put anything it on the docket. Anything else on sunscreen before I ask a why am no, I like this? I want, the, I want the why am I like I want this. Yeah, the question. 
Okay, here we go. Why am I like this? Why am I like this? So this is a segment where we blame astrology for the way we are. And for me today, this is a twofer. I had two things happen today that were basically identical sort of things. I don't know if we want to look at me personally in my natal chart or the astrology of now. I will out our recording date is Tuesday, July 12th right now. Just We are banking a little bit. Sorry, it's summer. But this is the twofer. One, this morning, I, I was trying to get into my online banking account. Could not remember the password. Could not remember anything. Was looked at my card. Went, oh, fuck, it expired in October. I can't even like make a new thing because this card's all expired. Look at the spiral of hell I'm in. Call up the bank. Go, hey, dude, my card's expired. Can you help a bitch out? Because I got funds up in this account. And he went, okay, give me a card number. And he's like, ma'am, that card is not expired. It expired October 2022. And I was like, Haha, thank you. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. I, you know, it's one of those days I just needed to talk through it to just get through that, didn't I? <laughs> and so, like, you know, scurried away off the phone in fear. And so, just was like, okay. And then, then I went back because I, so I've had this root canal from hell. I've had it rerouted, and that should be the final fix. And then, this last few days, I've been like, I can't tell if I'm paranoid or if it's fucking up again but I'm just going to go get it checked out. Like it's, but it's definitely going to be fucked up and I'm going to have like all these issues and blah, blah, blah. So I get in there and my dentist dude is like, he taps on my teeth. He looks and he's like, there's nothing wrong here. He's like, are you in extreme pain? I'm like, I'm like, well, I actually like went away as soon as I stepped in here <laughs> because I felt like obviously the relief of having someone say everything it's is fine. fine, which is the theme of, I think the theme of the day where it's like, you're really worrying over nothing and yeah and then I was like sorry just like seeing you because he is attractive and I he's very stern and I do like him a lot but yeah he just knocked on my teeth and was like don't worry and I think there is this fear I'm gonna miss events because of negligence of like I didn't get my money transferred in time and I'm gonna have to have this tooth thing done so I won't make it to this Lisa's wedding or my bachelorette or like this so there I know that there's fear lurking and I need people to tell me things are good but yeah that happened today and I felt weird and dumb so why am I like this well I'm sorry that that happened I, I mean it all worked out so yeah, that was- I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't actually like a, a a whole thing you had to deal with I know the moon is transiting your sixth house and you have um it's like right close to Neptune today So I think some of that like fear and just like Mm -hmm. um, like not knowing. And I think all we still all have this and COVID surging here. And that's also difficult. We're having to see like, oh, people are, you know, staying home more doing this. I went to swim today and there was like no one there. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then I was like, oh, no, this isn't great. This is the middle of summer and the pool's empty, that means a lot of people are probably sick. So I do think there is also just some fear lingering here in L.A. Um, The sun is on your rising today and Mercury is coming for it, too. So I think maybe there's some of the lucky stuff of it, like working out and being okay, and just not being able to necessarily see that at the time with that uh, moon Neptune kind of conjunct each other. Um, And then on top of that, you you're still within orb of Uranus transiting your sun, which 
I know the Astro twins talked to you about um, on when we had them on. And so I think like there's still some shell shock happening of like you have had things shaken up. Your home situation just got shaken up. Your fiance's father just passed away or I don't know if you want me to say that on there. We've settled with the debtors. It's all good now. So we can can declare him dead. Um, But yeah, so you've had stuff that has like come like come up that you've had to deal with that has been unexpected or difficult and so you you are like a little bit forward thinking right now that's the, that's mm-hmm. my take on what you're thinking about yeah like I don't want something unexpected to happen on my bachelorette weekend that would suck let me make sure everything's like good to go mm-hmm. we're also having Chiron square mercury today which would be in your in your 10th and like Lisa said 12th about to come to your ascendant and also Pluto is opposing the like widely, but still kind of, I feel like in the seventh opposing your ascendant and the sun and all that Mercury stuff coming up for the full moon. Um, also transiting Neptune coming up to your midheaven and someone said, I forget who it was, but Neptune ruling teeth things specifically, but yeah, I agree. I think it's everything Lisa said. All right. That and you know, I was thinking some of the stuff you guys said and thank you for this analysis. Maybe there is this like very earthly as if this moon, you know, there's a lot of like moon earth, you know, we're about to have this full moon to Capricorn health like getting getting ahead of business and stuff cuz I do think there is some of that chill stuff too of like even getting appointments or things, you know, being available I'm also like, okay, right. Mercury retrograde is September 9th. Like that there is like, we are in like the last couple months of before, I don't know, that kind of big tent pole Mercury retrograde moment. Um, yeah, I just, this, and you know, Neptune, think, Neptune fucking with me checks out. <laughs> all of this stuff also that Lisa was talking about that Uranus, um, near your sun and the North node and Mars coming for that too. I think of like feeling like you need to be taking action. It's not, it's not exact for anything that you have in Taurus right now, but it is in Taurus moving that direction. Um, but all of your, all of that stuff is opposing your natal Pluto. And so there's also the South note there too. And so I think there is also like a, um, you don't want to get caught slipping or whatever, like it, that it's going to be your fault it's you're going to be your or like you'll be blamed for this or there was some sort of negligence that you were supposed to have caught so don't be don't get excited yet that kind of like pluto in the fifth don't celebrate before these things have happened because you know destruction is just around the corner but i think that that all is that like mm, Plus you're, on the, you're on the wedding roller coaster you're yeah. about to have to start planning stuff for other people in ways that you you like should never be asked to do and all of that kind of stuff <laughs> And like have our uh, obviously have already done a lot of that stuff, but it's like, yeah, stuff ramps up. You get a little just like antsy. And and of course, that's going to bleed into other parts of your life. And you're lucky that it's you checking on your health and not like, yes, you know, like sabotaging yourself at your job or something, you know. And I think with this Jupiter and Chiron up in your 10th house in in Aries, it is a very like public thing, not that you will be publicly hurt, but I think having a wedding, having a bachelorette party, going to events, these things mm-hmm. like that are things that you would have to, you can't not account for them in a public 
way, if that makes sense, where it's like you've sent invitations, you've sent things. So it's like you can't act like you didn't plan a thing or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that that also creates a a level of anxiety that's different from day to day life where there are things at stake. There are uh, there is like what's the word that I'm looking for, but like expectation. Mm-hmm. I think also now I'm looking at my chart again because Venus and Mercury are transiting through my 12th house. And I just think I need a lot of validation right now of like, it's going to be fine. Things work out. We had like a task rabbit come and put up our new TV. And Pablo's like, how about he hangs up that cow skull you've owned for 700 years and haven't put up? And I was like, well, message him beforehand that he can even do something like that. Like I've been very <laughs> needy in that sort of checking like over triple checking which is control which is control mm-hmm. and things a lot of things are out of control right now yeah yeah and we sure. get started on saturn in my eighth house but <laughs> all right exactly thanks guys you're welcome our pleasure well well that was sunscreen wear your sunscreen everybody's free to wear sunscreen yeah, call your look. local health providers and get. Let's get on the sunscreen. Yeah, let's get I'm, sunscreen. I'm, this might be my new Free sunscreen call. Let's do it. It's I, medically yes. necessary. I bet same it's cheap with, in bulk. Same thing with fucking mm-hmm. dental. Speaking of dent, same thing with like how is dental care? Come on, this could rot my brain. Maybe hey. that's the other fear too. Yeah, I think something that we could all come together mm-hmm. over. Menstrual be, products, sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah. The uh let's throw toothpaste in here and toothbrush. I mean, sure. Like, come let's on. It all. You come don't on. you want don't you want a world where people have better smelling breaths? Don't you think we would care about each other a little bit better if we knew that you were gonna talk to someone who had fresh, minty fresh breath? Mm-hmm. Come on. That's all right. That's not that's not controversial. No, it's necessary. Yeah. And it's a platform. All right. We're here for it. Beauty products. Not so beauty. I mean, mm-hmm. personal, personal hygiene and personal protection products. projects, products. 2024. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all going to be about. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> the first triple presidency. <laughs> Watch. They don't pass we can a do lick it. of gun reform. Yeah. Just free sunscreen. Yeah. I mean, if we could do that, what couldn't we? I feel like that is also. Unfortunately, we're not old enough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Love it. All right. Wear sunscreen. Be kind to each other. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign? Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast on Twitter at what's YR sign underscore pod and TikTok at what's your sign podcast for business opportunities, advertising or commission readings. Email us. What's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Loken, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chanu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.